passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbison, joining Free Bacon. We got another great one today. We're breaking down every other commit that we haven't touched on and talking about what they bring to the table, what they can improve on, and we have a little bit of different opinions about it. Uh, we also talk about season opener getting moved to Thursday, what that means for everybody, what that can actually bring to us uh and before we get into it please hit that like hit that notification bell hit that subscribe button on youtube if you're watching if you're listening please rate please follow please download it helps us so much and we always appreciate every single one of you uh without further ado let's jump into it the game snap the kick is in the air and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No, sir. Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught on Tennessee. Tennessee wins. by Tennessee to one. Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. Uh, if you're wanting to go anywhere to bet, this is the place. It's the number one source for all the best odds, the stats, everything that comes with it. They've got stuff on the NBA playoffs going on. They've got stuff on MLB. They have golf. They have fighting. They have even casino. So everything you could think of, this is the place to go. It's the best place to bet, and it makes everything more exciting when you do it. So hop on over there. When you do go over there, it's super easy to get started. Um, you can use your mobile device or you can go on their website and use the promo code believe that's B L E A V when you sign up and you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So awesome free money. So why not use believe as your little code when you go there? Um, tell them, tell them that we sent you. Uh, so head on over again, that's B L E A V. 
promo code to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we are actually recording this podcast super early in the week, but with how much you guys enjoy recruiting, and we haven't really talked about these guys yet, we're going to talk about every other commit. Um, but first, before we get into that, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Hey, thanks for calling. This is Reed with Orion Talent. How can I help you? Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you good for um, no, I'm doing well. Uh, He's in his business attire, folks. Yeah, I got my collared shirt on top, shorts on the bottom. <laughs> show the thighs <laughs> off. Hold on, yeah, that one again. Let me show the real thigh meat. Ooh, whoa, look at that. Whoa, it's <laughs> a nice little point. Andy, calm down. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I got a, I got a collared shirt on. Whoa, let's go. Nice. Look at those thighs. <laughs> just two, just two thigh meats. Thigh just two guys walking. stripping on a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing well. I mean, I feel like we just talked because it's Wednesday. So we just talked on Sunday. Podcast has already dropped today. Yes. And uh, yeah, but we're doing it because I'm going up to New Jersey to visit Ariel and hopefully my future uh Mother and father-in-law. <laughs> no, I'm going up to. Have you ever met him? What? No. You, have you, you ever met I, him or is this the first time? No, 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 no. I've met him a bunch. I've been around. Oh, okay. So, no, no. I'm just going up there to visit because she's in between her nursing contract right now. So, it is yeah. the first time I'm going to Branchburg where she's from. So, that's exciting. But, yeah, we wanted to go ahead and record now. And I'm actually so fired up because Kyler texted me. It was like, hey, have you watched Caleb Herring's film yet? And I said, no, but I know he just recruited or we just he just committed. Let me go ahead and check this bad boy out. I guess I'm going to go ahead and give it away. We disagree pretty big time. We disagree. So we'll do a real quick dramatic pause. (laughs) And Kyler, you go ahead and start and tell us your thoughts. Um, I was severely underwhelmed. By his huddle. Uh, (laughs) I know you're supposed to, you know, support every single commit that we get, but dude, like, and I I was thinking in my head, like, okay, am I, am I just looking at this wrong? Like, you know, am, am I biased in some way? So I went back and looked at Elijah's Elijah Herring, who we got last year and he's better than Caleb. Caleb's a four-star and has offers to a ton of schools. And I get that he's 6'5", 217, he's got the body. and has, I mean, he's kind of an athlete, but there is no violence to this man. He continually tackles with his chest, which I've never seen be an issue. He stands up off the line every time. And I think I maybe saw one play where he went, went against a tackle. Every other play, it was no one blocked him. He's going against a running back. Uh, he's going against a tight end. And I'm just like, I, like, if Addison Nichols was a tackle, that man would have no impact on the game. Like, that's what I believe wholeheartedly. Like, if, Addison, if he was going against Addison Nichols, Addison Nichols last year, Caleb Herring this year, 
Caleb would not have an impact on the game. And they're both four stars. They're supposed to be comparable. It's just like, I just don't see it, man. Like that, and as an offensive lineman, maybe that's why I'm looking that way. But in no way, shape, or form watching that film was I like, oh, this would be tough. Or this, like, he would be a hard opponent to block. I was just like, this is – he looks into the backfield, puts his hand on a guy, and then tries to push pull. And it's like, if I'm stronger than you, you're done. So, you know, his highlights are versus running backs and tight ends. And, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on the guy, but, like, there's a lot of stuff to improve. You pretty much just spent a minute, two minutes straight just pooping all on him. I'm sorry, but I just feel like there's a lot of improvement that needs to be had. So, so I, I listen. I I don't like when people come at whoever, whether it's us or other people, and they're like, "Oh, you're a hater. You're this. You're that." Like, no. Like, we're just we're just giving our opinion. Like, we're not trying to be mean or whatever. No. Like, I always say it. Every person we've ever talked about on this pod is, is a better football player than I am. I mean, they're they're going to University of Tennessee for a reason. Um, now, obviously, that's different for your sake. I mean, you you can't. I mean, I, I, I come you can't you can't you can't say that. So you come at a different way. Yeah. But like, we're not we're not trying to poop on these guys at all. Like, we're just giving our honest opinion. And for me, like, I, I thought it was I was pumped. I I, I liked what I saw. Um, at first, I, when you said that, and I hadn't watched it yet, or maybe I had because I was like, oh, I really liked it. And you're like, well, I don't. And I was like, oh, wow. And so I wanted to hear kind of what your thoughts were and stuff. Let, let's start. Let's start here for sure. The good the, the good is he's the number one state. He's the number one player in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. that That is huge for optics, whether he ends up being really good or not, because we have to get these players. I'm so sick of. Tennessee high school players, whether it's Middle Tennessee or even East Tennessee here, West Tennessee is a little bit different. But I'm so sick of looking up and I'm watching a, a game on on CBS. It's a CBS 330 game and LSU's playing. And it's like, wait, what the hell? Why is there starting linebacker from Nashville? Why is there starting yeah. safety from Nashville? Or like, why is Texas A&M's middle linebacker from Nashville? Like, like why did Jalen Ramsey go to the FSU? You know what I mean? Like there's so many different, different players. So like, I'm happy that we got the number one player in the state this year. We need to always get the number one, number two, whoever we should be able to hand pick because of in state plus of our success. So a, it's great. Um, It keeps this momentum going of kind of the Nico and then the Trevor and then the whatever. So all those things are the good things. And besides that kind of like, this is, at first, I was like, okay, maybe this is like an NBA draft pick where you draft on potential because of yeah. size, size, speed, athletic ability, what they can become. But yeah. I didn't watch this and think, oh, he just has the potential because of his size, speed, and athletic. Like, dude still made plays. Like, now whether you want him to be coming off the ball and absolutely cracking kids like Trevor Duncan did and knocking helmets off and shedding blocks and all that, like, maybe they're just two different types of players. Oh, wait, they are two different types of players. So it's like it doesn't – there's multiple ways to skin a cat. So if Trevor Duncan blasts the pooler and knocks his helmet off and makes a tackle in the backfield for a TFL, awesome. If yeah. Caleb just olays somebody, runs around him, makes a tackle in the backfield for a TFL, guess what? 
they're both TFLs. And so it's like, it's all about production for me. And I have his highlights pulled up here, was rewatch them again. Like, I, I do remember watching it the other day. And I thought, I think it was like a minute or two minutes in, I thought was his best play because he, he wants to show all these sacks and, and all that stuff. Well, great. I can see that he's a big athlete, runs like a deer. Let me get, let me guess like, what you think the best play is. Uh, him on the perimeter making a tackle in open field versus a running back. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed that one, and I like those because they do have him split out a lot. Like, it's almost like he's the weak side linebacker, which is like, yeah, I mean, he, I guess he's weak side. I don't know how they run their defense. They might have just said, because uh, he is up on the line of scrimmage some, so they might just say, hey, whatever side you got two this way or three this way, bounce out. And yeah, matter, I, they, I, might not be, they might not be. It looks like most likely he's weak side. Uh, or playing boundary, not the open field side. And if there is a wide receiver that lines up out there, then he backs out. But if there's not, he just goes and gets up on the line. Like it's like a very like, I guess a three four, and he's outside linebacker esque. But like your starting points make complete sense. Like for number one recruits, great, great for momentum. Um, you know, it's it, it helps the rest of the recruiting class. Like, all that's awesome. But just watching him, I, like, I look at it as like a coach or somebody who would tell him this, be like, you can't tackle, you can't sustain and tackle like this it, it, going forward because you're going to get your I ass mean, run over. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm at 46 seconds. He's outside, he's split, there's three wide receivers, they do a little screenplay, he he drops back, he reads it, he sees it, and he comes up and shoots his gun. And physical tackle. I mean, he can't help that he's 6'5", and the guy he just tackled was 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he still came in and blasted him. And yeah, but yeah, but one play, I, I'm talking about a tendency. That's what I'm talking about. One play can be great. And he, I guarantee you he tackled with his chest. He didn't use his shoulder. And I've, I look at every single play, and he's tackling. With, he's grabbing. He's grabbing. He's grabbing. You can do that at 3.30. When I was 3.15 in high school and I was tackling dudes like that because I'm bigger than them. I mean, like, if he doesn't change the way he tackles, and that's a big thing on defense, he's never going to make a tackle in the SEC. Like, I'm just telling Uh, these running backs are going to make him look like an idiot. No, dude, he's still still a junior in high school. He's about to be a senior in high school. Kyler, he's going to develop. He's going to learn how to tackle like – Okay. The only thing that I would, the only thing I would ever be worried about is if someone was was soft, and and then like if you're soft, you're soft. You, that's not changing. So like he sticks his nose in. I mean, at 57 seconds here, he sets the edge, takes on a block. I mean, he can't help it if these other guys suck at blocking or he gets around him and he makes a tackle. I never watched this and was like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, this one he uses his length really well. The guy has no chance of blocking him. He gets off the block and finishes. I mean, yeah, he's not like. Sean Taylor coming in and knocking people's heads off. But as long as you get them on the ground, like I guess the only thing I ever used to nitpick on sometimes with our linebackers, and they just always were sling tackling. That's just me being – that's just me being nitpicky. But, like, if they get them to the ground, they get them to the ground. But, like, whether you use your shoulder, whether you use your chest, or whether you use the, your helmet, like you can still rock people. Like So if he, if, he, if he develops and one day he's coming off the edge and he sacks somebody and he tackles with his chest, you're going to be cheering just as loud as I'm going to be cheering. <laughs> so it's like – Let me tell you, you something. Know, I, you, know, you know who you, he reminds me of? Is, he, actually just, he just used his shoulder taking on a block here. 
taking on a block. You know who he reminds me of is Chris Weathered. Dude, that guy's such a lame-o. I, why would you even bring his name up? Like, I I, I'm just I'm just giving you a player comparison of what of what I saw. Like a lighter dude who is athletic, who can move, and you try and use him with his speed and and space and wiggle. But as soon as an offensive lineman grabs a hold of him, he's done. And I don't know if that's because you know Caleb's two seventeen right now. Maybe he puts on thirty pounds or twenty even. It might be a different story. But like, I literally watched that film and was like, I don't really see a lot of danger here. Like, I don't see him being just like a game changer, someone who's affecting every play, someone like, you know, and then like, I literally kept looking to be like, okay, is this, you know, am I looking at this the wrong way? Like I looked up uh, like the rest of the, like their record last year was like, okay, what, are these teams good? They were blowing them out. So, I mean, that might be one. Last year, they only lost one game, and it was like the semifinal no, game program. of the playoffs. He comes, from, he comes from a good program. Yeah, but, like, that's what I was saying. They were blowing teams out all last year. So, I mean, possibly this is, you know, just bad opponents. I know. This division that they play here in Tennessee is not – it's not bad opponents. I think they're just a really good team. Okay. But I still stand by that. First like, off, I think first off, it's so first off, it's so funny you bring up Chris Weather or Weatherford or whatever his name is. So I had some buddies, I forget who it was, but he was friends with some people that I like was acquaintance with. So it was like I had a friend group that kind of mingled with some of these guys, and then he started hanging out with some of those guys. Anyways, one day he showed up and was playing pickup hoops with us. And this guy was so fucking lame, bro. He showed up and it was him and it was uh a linebacker who used to play here who thought he was way better than he was. He was like a special teamer, just didn't do anything. Um, Cortez, Cortez McDowell, I think. And they showed up, and Cortez didn't play, but Chris was like thinking that he was just going to show up and ball on a bunch of these white kids that, you know, whatever. And don't get it twisted. Like, dude was very, very athletic. He was not good at basketball, but he's very athletic. And so I think at this time I was like 220, and like, so I was guarding him because he was playing like somewhat down low. So I was guarding him by the end of it. I literally wanted to murder this man. He, he ended up, he played, he showed up. We didn't invite him. We already had our four before he showed up, basically tried to take over, played one game. We beat him. And by the end of it, he was like, bitch, like, like bitching and complaining or whatever. And ended up him and like Cortez and like one other person just like left. We're like, good, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't – so it was just funny because I had to, I was, like, the first possession. He was, like, trying to, like, cross me up and D me up. And, like, I was like, what are you doing? And then he was, like, trying to go down low and body me up. Best best thing about the whole day was is I was joking because this – my buddies and I, we, we had a group that we would play, like, every week. So I did this one day joking. I wore my Zach Randolph Memphis Grizzlies jersey, Zebo, and they always used to call me Arbo because I love playing down low. And so it was so funny that, like, I was wearing that. And that guy, he, he looked at me and he had to be like, why is this kid wearing a Zach Randolph jersey to play pickup hoops? Which it was a joke. I took the jersey off. But yeah. anyways, yeah, I can't, I can't stand that kid just because he, like, wanted to run his mouth. The last play of the game, he tried to dribble, do a fadeaway. And Kyler, he shot it and it hit off the side of the backboard. So, you know, when you're shooting, when you're shooting from a corner, it's a, you got the backboard and then here's the rim. 
Yeah. <laughs> he bounced it off the back. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my Christmas. He's a lame-o, super lame-o. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Yeah. I, I forgot that you even played with him. What was he like on the team? I mean – you didn't, I mean, like, I didn't hang out with him outside of football. Uh, he was fine, never really like mean or anything. I did think that he thought he was better than he was. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. Well, yeah. it was just like, like I would, he would be on scout team and I'd rather go against Daryl Taylor. You understand what I'm saying? Like, what, to get if, better? Daryl Taylor was so much better than Chris. No, no, I know that, but I'm saying you would rather go against DT so that you get better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I need this practice, you know, and I, I would tell Daryl, I'd be like, Hey, like their DN likes to do this. Like he likes to do this move. Can you do that on me? Like randomly or like throw that in, whatever. What year was he when you were there? Daryl was. I think I had. I think I only had the one year with him. Yeah, it's, uh, he must have been a freshman when you were. Uh, yeah, he was, red shirt, he was red shirting. He was red shirting, I think. Yeah, I think. probably. Yeah, but I, I mean, I remember immediately like going against him in scout team. I was like, "You're going to be very good." Like I know this. I can tell. Like you you're very. Di- you just got to get the. You got to figure it out because he has the longest arms in the world. He's strong. He's got the right build for it. He can move. He can move quick. Um, he's got that quick twitch. I was just like, bro, you're going to be, you're going to be a baller one day. Did you so, tell him? Hell yeah. I told him. what did he say? He's like, thanks Kyle. Yeah. And I told him he needs to start using the stab in the, in the, uh, in the push pull a little bit more because his arms are so much longer than everybody else's. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, uh, anyways, back to, back to Caleb. Um, uh, listen, I, I, I mean, I don't watch this highlight tape and think and see stuff that I'm like, Oh no, nervous about like I think he's long and he's lean and he's only he's not even a senior in high school yet. The, he I think he will be I think he'll be a darn good player for us on the edge. I, I really do. I, I I would be surprised if he's not. So, okay. But hey, you know what? That's what makes the world go around, baby. Just we can agree to disagree. We got different opinions. You're wrong and I'm right, and that's usually how it's been since 2007. But it's okay. Yeah, that's how it's happened ever since we met. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some of these other recruits. All right, where do you want to go? You want to uh... – Oh, I know one thing we got to talk about. So, if you watch – if these people that watch the thing and they show both of us, when you're talking sometimes, I'm going to be honest, I'm not even listening because, like, when we're talking recruits, sometimes I'm just watching film. I went back and re-listened to our podcast today, and I literally wrote down the move question mark. I mean, you're beating up on Nathan Robinson, poor kids, a freaking junior in high school. And you're like, I don't see any moves. I don't see any moves. Like, Reggie White, just maybe the greatest defensive player of all time, has got the hump. And you're like, and then Derek Barnett's got the I'm like, I, I, if I had been paying attention and heard you say that, I'd be like, shut up. He's a high schooler. Like, you didn't have a move in high school. Like, people don't like what I mean. Yeah, I did. What was your move in high school? I'd smack the ever-living shit out of the side of their helmet and swim over top. That's what I did every single time. All right. Well, I guess I guess you're just a stud. I mean, I, I, hey, listen, I'm just saying, if you're a freaking three or four star and your only position is defensive end, you don't play any other position, you better have a move. 
who the hell's teaching them that? I mean, I know we had really we had really good coaches at Catholic pretty much my entire time. Hell, I had great coaches at freaking Sacred Heart because they were all a bunch of ex NFL coaches and Bro, players. I, but people don't get that. I'm just listen. I'm just saying, dude. Like it, he needed something. There, there was there was nothing there. I saw nothing. Like that was what I was. I'm I just, think we were a little. I think we were a little hard on him. The competition was bad, but I, I still did like that he was playing linebacker. Anyways, pick who you want to talk about next. Yeah, how about you just pay attention next time and yell at me last week? <laughs> I can tell you're not oh, paying wait, attention, I do have, I do bastard. I do, I do have one other thing that you said that was stupid too. You said in like why would he go to Oregon for we forgot nil at Oregon. You know, they do have a guy named Phil Knight. You know, he just created Nike. He's like a gajillionaire. So That's they could, true. An NIL deal from Nike would probably be pretty sick. So Yeah, I wonder if he's actually doing that for all the players. I don't I don't I don't know. I haven't heard anything for Kyler or for that uh, Kyler Casper kid, but I'm just saying like we can't knock Oregon. I mean, I can knock Oregon because I don't think they're gonna be very good, but I mean no. they do have Phil Knight. You won't even listen to my analysis of a player, and I gotta listen to you talk about golf shoes. Dude, they're they are sick golf shoes. By the way, I wore them this past weekend. You got to look for some. I was like, I was like, yeah, great, yeah, we play golf. Let's get into the podcast. And you're just like, oh, about these shoes one time, and they were swaggy, and they were, and you just kept going. And I was just thinking, where's what what's going on here? Is this what what podcast is this? My brain works in funny ways. It does. It does. Uh, okay, let's move on to another commit. Uh, Ethan Davis, why don't you start out on this one? Tight end slash wide receiver, I, I guess. Watched, why don't you start? I haven't watched the highlight yet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, I saw on multiple things, like one said he's 6'5", one said he's 6'3". I, I, I'm going to go 6'4"-ish, I guess. I mean, just in between 221. Uh, probably going to need to put on some weight for sure. Um, and on his film, I saw some very athletic catches. I saw some, you know, over the shoulder catches that, that, that were good, but I, he's out wide. He's, you know, not even touching a block. He, he has some on there where it's in screens that, that he blocks for other wide receivers and that's good and stuff. Um, but as a tight end, like, I'm going to need you to block defensive ends sometimes, man. Like, I'm going to need you to come across the formation and take a guy's knees out. And, like, I didn't really see that out of him. Obviously, that's something that he can work on. Uh, but, like, he shows bursts of, like, oh, oh, okay. Like, I like that. Um, not much nuance in between, like, route running. There wasn't much, like, difference. It was a lot of streaks and seams and stuff like that. But – Jacob Warren had success doing that too. Just coming out of that tight end position, bumping over the middle in between the linebackers, Hinden finds him. So I'm not going to be upset with that. But two things, gaining weight and blocking is what the only thing he really needs to like pay attention to. So for I actually I have watched some of this before. I forgot that when he first committed, I did watch some of his stuff. Um, and I and I was happy because he was super early on and 
Uh, he's like, like you already said, he's a really good sized kid. I'm looking at his offer list right now. Great offer list. Or, Great offer list. And he has me, offers in basketball too. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he's a good oh, basketball player also. That's sick. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um, I'm watching, like I said, I love watching some of these. Some of this stuff is practice. Oh, we got a block here for Kyler. Oh, he's driving Buddy downfield. Okay. All right. Yeah. But anyway, so, I mean, Tennessee, Auburn, Cincinnati, Florida, Florida State, Georgia. I mean, Kentucky, LSU, uh, Ohio State, Penn State, Texas. I mean, Texas a and I mean, that's, that's, that's great. Like I said, he was so early on. Um, he is, he's Swanee, Georgia, so we, we get it. We know it's in Georgia, but that's very close to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, think he's, I think he's a stud. I mean, I'm on Rivals, and they have him as a four-star. Um, I don't know – I don't know how many people in high school that we're going to watch it tied in and be like, wow. Like, <laughs> that's true. This, this high school – no, I mean, wow is, is blocking. You didn't let me finish. Like – Wow, he's really like absolutely dump dump trucking some people because if you're the best athlete in high school, the coach is gonna be like, Oh, I think we need to put Kyler over there to block. Like, no, we're gonna throw him the freaking <laughs> rock, you know what I mean? Like, why didn't I so get like, a jump ball? Then, huh? Yeah, you should have gotten a jump ball. But speaking of jump ball, he has one right here in the corner of the end zone. Nice catch. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like I said, I do remember watching some of it when he first committed and, and, and I was pumped. I mean, I, I think tight end is one of those not forgotten pieces for me personally, but I think when you do have a good dynamic tight end, like it can change the game, like, especially for something with high pools offense where everything is, you know, taking shots, taking shots, taking shots. I do want us to work that middle of that field, you know, to really hold his safety. And I, you know me, I love the Jacob Warren pop pass. So he did last year. I love mm-hmm. that. Like, Give me one or two of those every freaking game. I love those. I think I think they put the defense in such a stress. They're such a quick hitter. But when I say quick hitter, they're like you look up and they get you 20 yards. You know what I mean? It's just that play action, dump right over the linebacker in between the safety. Um, so, no, I mean, I, I, I'm happy. And We I used think, to crush people with that when we had Dobbs. Dobbs would just read the backside yeah. linebacker. And if he came up, he'd run the run play that we had called. And if he stayed, you know – or if he came up, he'd dump it over top of him. If he stayed with the tight end, he'd run the run play, and it would be one less guy in the box. So it was it was great for us. Yeah. No, I, I'm telling you, one of my favorite plays. Um, so, no, I'm pumped. All right. Um, let's talk about Aiden Russell. This is another, this is another local kid. Um, have you watched Aiden Russell? I watched all of them. I watched all of them today when we decided what we were going to do. Uh, and I, I like him a lot. I, I think, is it bustle with a B? Yo, it's bustle. It's bustle. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, six, five, two eighty five. So he's got a frame to put on more weight, which is good. Uh, you know, first thing I noticed, he's a finisher. Oh, I, I should have known. I'm watching his highlights. Of course you love him. This guy is nasty. He's, yeah, exactly. He's, he's nasty he's as hell. He's got a little piss and vinegar in him, and he also wears 77. So this yeah, is right he, yeah, exactly. So, he, uh, yeah, he is a finisher. That's the first thing you notice about him. He wants to crush dudes. Even if he put, puts them on the ground, he wants to jump on top of them. And, like, that aggressiveness is not always the easiest thing to get into offensive linemen. So if you already have it, it's such a big 
advantage. He plays multiple positions. Literally throughout his whole thing, it flips back and forth. He goes left tackle, right tackle, left guard. It's just like he's all over the place, which is awesome. Um, he's got good eyes too. There, there's there's plays where I, I don't know if they intentionally put him at guard so that he can pull because he's a better puller than other guys. But he had good eyes finding linebackers, finding his block, because that's one of the hardest things is pulling around as a guard and then being like, I couldn't see him the entire time. Everybody else is in the way and then finding him and blocking. So I thought he had good eyes, uh, like head on a swivel, and he works to the second level. This guy's chasing after safeties, uh-huh. which I love. That That's just effort. That's all that is. It's just like, I don't care if I'm tired. I'm going to make a block to get a touchdown. Um, things that I would improve technique. Now, this is not like a shot at him because no one – teaches technique in high school like coaches don't have oh, enough that's time weird, but you said caleb should have had technique and all that stuff oh okay i mean a tackling drill i'm getting into the nuance you, of offensive line okay you wanted somebody to have a pass rush move so i mean one that's all i asked for is one pass rush move yeah it's called getting sacks anyways um he has great feet on pass pro, but his hands, a lot of the time he comes out and then in, like comes and grabs a guy on the outsides, which when you're bigger and stronger than everybody else, you can do that as much as you want and nothing happens. So it's just about getting his hands tighter, inside punches, all that. Uh, and then some of his positioning on his blocks. Uh, like sometimes he gets overextended and almost goes past the guy. Meaning like, hey, like chill, get on the correct side of him and you can just drive straight forward and he has to fight through you to get to the running back or through you to get to whoever has the ball. Um, and sometimes offensive linemen don't necessarily like see that or they're not told that, but like play half the man and you can prevent him from ever touching the ball carrier. So just like a little stuff like that. And I think, I mean – I think it's a great pickup. I think he's got great size, and it's another good offensive lineman to add to the rotation. I honestly see him playing guard when he's here. Yeah. Yeah, so so listen, man, I, I don't know why he's only a three-star. I don't know if it's a level of competition over there, depending on what division he's playing in there in Middle Tennessee. 6'5", 291, super solid, super solid size, um, especially, I mean, he's got – hold on real quick. He's got, you know, another year of ball to play. I, I like what I see. I think the kid moves pretty well. Yeah. I, saw, I saw what you're saying about maybe kind of over-pursuing or kind of his positions on his blocks. I think he moves well. We're always going to love Nasty. Uh, I thought, like you said, I thought his eyes were good. I, I, I like him. I mean, I, I like him a lot. Like, if I'm watching – a a highlight film on a, you know, on an offensive lineman. I want to see them moving people. I want to see them being the aggressor, being the dominator, and that's what he's doing. Um, yeah, exactly. And I, and I, I don't – I think his size is, like, right on what I was because I'm pretty sure I played junior year at 290, and then yeah. senior year was, like, 310. Yeah. So, like, yeah. he's – I mean, he's right on the line to be 300-plus pounds and, like, a big yes. dude. And he's got another – I guess he's got an inch on you. 
six yeah. five. Well, <laughs> well, in high school, I always wrote down six five, but I've never touched past six four. So, who knows six, what eight, these guys school. are saying? Their heights are <laughs> six eight in high. Yeah, high school. Six eight, three thirty, five percent body fat, no big deal. <laughs> I would have, I would, I would have had offers from every country in America if they let me do my own rivals profile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Tennessee, Boston College, Cincinnati, Eastern Kentucky, Indiana, Kentucky, Memphis, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Virginia Tech, respectable, totally respectable, but still kind of that like, you know, whether. That's a three-star offer list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And maybe some of that is they know he's a Tennessee guy. He's going to go to Tennessee. Maybe it's the level of competition. Maybe he was a late bloomer. You know, some of this recruiting stuff is wild. But I'll say this. I didn't watch his highlights before today, and I like what I see, and I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I, you know, bring him on down. I mean, yeah. I, I've, seen a lot, I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> yes, that is for sure. I've seen a lot worse and a lot uh, smaller offensive line recruits come in. It's just like, "Mm, it's not going to work. We need a bigger boy. need a bigger boat. Uh, You want to move to the wide receivers we got? Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at Nate Spillman right now. Dang, we got a bunch of, I mean, a lot of these kids are local. I mean, whether they're right across the, the, the border in Georgia or, I mean, this is a Lipscomb Academy kid, which I'm fired right up. Right down the road from me. Yeah, I'm, I'm fired up that it's a Lipscomb Academy, Academy because it's like, bro, you playing for Trent Dilfer, like I know one thing, you're going to be coached well, you're going to be coached hard, and you're you're not going to be – he's probably not going to put up with a bunch of nonsense. No, I'll tell you what, Trent likes the bunch formation. <laughs> Watching this film, I was like, God dang, Trent, like – Every play, it was bunch formation. Nate's at the top, and he just runs his freaking streak to the end zone. Um, I like it. I, I like his speed. Uh, I, he was running past people. I mean, safeties that had, you know, 20 yards to see him coming, he still runs past them. So that's great. Uh, there wasn't a lot of different routes that he ran, and that's probably just Trent being like, I'm making this simple. I want you to run a hitch. I want you to run a go. Like. Right. You know, he's simplifying offenses because he knows it so well. Um, and Can you imagine playing for him, by the way? I mean, I loved our, I loved Coach Pemberton. And then my senior year, I liked Meadows. I don't know. I don't know how well. <laughs> I, mean, I liked him as a guy. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. But I would love – I mean, playing for Trent Dilfer would be unbelievably awesome. Yeah, obviously, just his knowledge of the game. Uh, and then, like, some plays his body control – uh, there was one versus Catholic at Catholic where he is kind of running a corner route and caught it. And right before he goes out of bounds, like shifts his hips over so he can get his feet in bounds. And that impressed me. And then there was another one in, let's say, like the close side end zone where he kind of had to like turn his whole body all the way around and make the catch. And it's just like, okay, that's impressive that you're able to control your body in that way and kind of contortionist to make a catch. Um, almost like, a, you know, Odell Beckham when he hit, like made that famous one-hander, like the amount of body control he had to turn around and stretch and just like that kind of stuff in a wide receiver is really nice to see. 
Yeah, I'm watching this here. Um, my my first thing is I see why his offer list is what it is. I think um, it was like Tennessee, Marshall, and like one other. Um, this is – how do I say this without – this is very average for a recruit. But yeah, nothing, also, nothing, nothing pops out. Correct. But I kind of like him. And the reason I do like him is his body control and his catch radius and how he uses his hands. Athletically, he doesn't scare me at all. I mean, he is running by some people, but like a couple of these hitches, he's he's catching and getting tackled at five yards. I mean, it's yeah, so, there's so, there, yeah, I, that's what something I noticed too. Like, no, like, yeah. there's no rack. Yeah, no, there's this is this is very much like you would consider a possession receiver. Obviously, in high school, he can run by people, but you know, I like I like his hands. I like like I said, it's catch radius with kind of how he can go up, maneuver his body, like you were saying, catch, you know, different things. Um, so, no, yeah, like this is not popping off. Like this is not a receiver that you watch. He catches it, makes some guys miss, or just like leaves people like it is very vanilla. Sometimes yeah. vanilla is not bad. And like how will he progress? You know, is this a guy that's still going to be a part of this program in four or five, six months, you know? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, how he progresses. I don't know what other guys we have a chance to get. But, I, you know, the Tennessee kid, I, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I also know why he accepted the offer. I would have accepted the offer ASAP, too, if I got one from Tennessee based on who else he has heard from and who else he's going to hear from. Yeah. Um, this is just, to me, this is just like a good high school football player. But I wouldn't, like, if I was just watching this, I, I wouldn't be like, holy crap, like, this guy's going to be, uh, you know, a yeah, in, in a high level football player at Tennessee, like this, this is someone that I would think maybe would go to Marshall or MTSU or somewhere. And think about it like this: if you're sitting in a in a meeting on Monday, right? You're playing a new opponent, and you're sitting in a Pemberton meeting. Is Pemberton saying to you, our high school coach, for everybody wondering, is Pemberton saying to you, "Hey, we got to watch this guy"? Because I didn't necessarily get that from the film. Like I think. Trent is very good at setting up plays for these guys. Um, but I don't, I didn't feel like it was like, Hey, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Circle I the number. This yeah. is who we need to watch. I, I think that's a great point. I think that's a great point. We would maybe have diagnosed him at Catholic for the plays. Like, Hey, if you see him at bunch, wait, wait for him trying to go over top, but they're not going to be like, I mean, there's no way that a guy, this sounds so bad, but, there's, there shouldn't be a guy that's at Tennessee as a wide receiver who catches a hit route and can't at least make one guy miss in high school. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like he's, yeah. he's catching a five yard hit route and getting turned up field and getting tackled. So it's like, yeah. you know, I, I get why he has Arkansas State and Marshall. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he progresses. But um, yeah, that would be one that, I mean, I'm not going to get, you know, I'm not going to get a little tingle on my belly for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, last but not least is Jack Luttrell, who really started this whole class. I think he was the first commit for us. Uh, 6'1", 180. I like this kid, man. He yeah, he is the, the you know, white lightning. Like, he's this speedy white guy. He's got moves. He also plays every position. He played quarterback. He ran the veer. He played running back. He took off, took handoffs, played wide receiver. He played safety. 
Uh, he's a return man. Like he's all over the field, which is just like a, it's a sign to say, Hey, this guy's smart. He can figure this. He can figure anything out and he can play whatever you need him to play, which is awesome. And I think just like having experience on both sides of the ball, playing both sides of the ball, just like gives you more of an edge in everything. Like I, I'm sure as a wide receiver, he's like, Oh, I know what I would do if I was safety here. And that, you know, gives him that edge. And man, I mean, for a white dude, he's putting moves on people. Yeah, bro. He's, he's, this, this is what I'm talking about. Like, at least for him, I don't know the level of competition he's playing, but like, he's the fastest player on the field. And what I yeah. mean by that is he's, he's not only like, does he actually have the speed to be the fastest? Like, if you lined everyone up and ran 40s, sometimes, yeah. sometimes people who run the fast 40s aren't the fastest players on the field, meaning they, no. they don't play yeah, yeah. as fast as they run. He is fast. And he also plays fast, whether it's in safety, he's coming downhill, making t- like I remember being in high school and hearing a coach say, like, I just want to see someone pop off the tape. I want to see someone like, wait, why the hell is that guy? in every play? He's popping off the tape, whether it's in safety, he's coming up and getting his nose in there, making a good tackle, making a good hit. I mean, just like I was talking about, you know, with uh, Nate Spillman, you know, just catching a pass and getting tackled like Dude, you know, Jack here is catching a pass and house calling people. Yeah. Like not only not only is he just running by people, he has moves. He has good balance. Like he ran through a couple arm tackles and it didn't affect him. So I remember I think he and he got that attention when he came to the camp in Moss Buddy when he jumped over, caught that. That's pass exactly and, right. So exactly I mean, right. I was just about to say that. Yeah, he had that, he had that uh and I think that was here and he straight just jumped over dude and caught the ball. So, and you can tell that one of the first plays he has is over the middle. He hype like jumps up high points, the ball and catches for a touchdown. It's like, he understands that part of it too, as a wide receiver, like I need to high point this ball. And some receivers struggle with that. That like, yeah. they're never, they never get to the highest point that they can to catch the ball and catch with their hands. They're always trying to catch with their chest. And, you know, sometimes that's a detriment. I mean, this kid's this kid. This highlight tape is nice. Like he just had one. <laughs> he just had one where he caught like a, a deep post, and the guy should have easily tackled him. And just like I said, just the last film we just watched, Nate would have gotten tackled in a second. Most high schooler kids are getting tackled. Like the the, the he comes up, makes a catch. The the corners in great position. Corners should just wrap up and tackle him. It's he the, the he had the the DB. I mean, yeah, the DB had no chance. Like Jack catches it and just keeps running, breaks a tackle, scores. And then the next play, he's coming across the middle, and his quarterback is about to get him killed. He catches it, and the guy has a kill shot on him. Jack catches it and lays him out and breaks the tackle and steps over him. I yeah, mean, this is. I'm gonna probably go back and watch this again. Like this is and, this is and, I, this is how I wish I would have looked in high school. <laughs> and he's got multiple like returns, whether it be a pick or an actual punt return, where the last man is there and he somehow gets out of that tackle and still scores a touchdown. And like, that's one of the hardest things in the world when the guy has an angle on you and there's not really anywhere for you to go because the sidelines right there and you don't want to step out and he somehow just gets out of it. Yeah, this is, uh, let me, if I, if he, he's had two hurdles. I mean, so athletically he's there. If I was him and I could talk to him, I'd say, Hey man, just enjoy this next year. It, it Time goes by so quick, bro. Just enjoy every single day because you're a dog and enjoy being the dog. Like, yeah, you're going to literally, you're going to be just messing up dudes for the next 
six months and yeah. I, like just 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 soak all that in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like enjoy enjoy reading that. Enjoy taking your couple read steps, seeing it being an off tackle, and coming up and blasting buddy and letting him know what's up. And like, I mean, this is. And his offer, listen, his offer is good too. I mean, to have Tennessee and Arkansas very respectable, Georgia Tech respect respectable, but then throw in Notre Dame and Texas A and M, like, you know, those. And I'm assuming. I mean, dude, when you got a when you got an offer from the team who just had the number one class, it's like, yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's funny. I don't know why it says the future cast is 100% Notre Dame. That's weird. They must not have updated it. Where are you at? 24-7 or Rivals? I'm on Rivals. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says – yeah, it says here he's like 100% that they think he's going to Notre Dame. And then uh, the future cast and the fan cast both said Notre Dame. That's hilarious. They're idiots. Yeah, he's he's a stud, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go back and watch this again. Like I said, I don't really know what's going on right here in the picture with the little uh, pearl necklace, but hey, you do you, bro. <laughs> hey, when you're when you're when you're 17 and 18 and you're you're a dog, like you get away with stuff. Just like I don't want. like just like I don't like Nico and his team wearing the pajama pants. That is so lame to me. I get it. That's that's your thing. That's y'all's thing. Whatever. Like I had some stuff probably in high school that I'm that was lame and I'm not you know happy about. But yeah, you're, I mean, you're rolled up shorts, the tucked in shirt. Stop. That's that was still cool. <laughs> the shorts weren't really the shorts weren't really rolled up. They weren't. I just needed shorter shorts. So, yeah, I like to have a tucked in cut off with short shorts. I got to show the legs off. So you, you got to make fun of my back about that or what? <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's all the commits we have so far. Uh, obviously, we will keep doing this throughout the year. And then on signing day, you know, in December, we'll go through them again. But uh, in other news uh, that I think came out before last week's pod, we didn't really talk about, we forgot to, is the game, first game of the year, getting moved to Thursday. Now, this is obviously – for money. Someone is getting more money out of this. That is why it's moving from Saturday to Thursday. That is why anything ever happens, literally ever. So that part of it is like, okay, you can't really help it. I don't really care that much about it. I think if you're a player, it really doesn't take you out of any flow or anything because you were just in camp. So really you already didn't have like a, you had a, this kind of schedule. You didn't have a season schedule. So that doesn't really affect you that way. The only part, I don't know when school starts, but like trying to go to 8 a.m. on Friday ain't going to happen, bud. It's just not. Um, and Thursdays seem like you're not going to get as many people to come to the game. Because people got work on Friday. But, I, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, this is the first game versus a, you know, non-opponent. And it's just like, okay, fine. Sounds good. I won't be distracted by any other game. Uh, okay. 
first off, you know I like the Thursday nights. I, I enjoyed it last year. I wanted it to be where we get the pub. I want the, the TVs to be tuned in. Oh, it's Thursday night. College football starting. Oh, Tennessee's on. Let's go out there. Let's look good. Let's, let's, let's look swaggy. Let's beat the hell out of them. Get some good pub. You know, so I, I like the eyes being on us. Uh, as a player, I like it because that means camp's going to end early if you're playing on a Thursday night. So they'll go ahead and get you, like you said, depending on when school starts. Well, no, they'll probably be done with camp for a while, I guess, because school will probably start like mid-August. But I just remember I just remember when I was at Memphis, we were playing. We had one of the earliest games of the year, and I was so fucking happy about it because then we were able to, like, stop camp a little bit early and start regular. But then again, I think that was all because of school. Anyways, I just remember being super pumped that we had that game because I was, like, ready to start doing prep for Mississippi State compared yeah. to keep doing camp. But, um, no, I, I like the Thursday night. I feel bad for – I do feel bad for people who don't live five minutes from the stadium like I do that want to travel in and visit in and come like that. Good thing is I'm assuming this is uh, Labor Day weekend, so make it a long weekend. Take a Friday off. You already got Monday off. Come in. You got plenty of time to schedule for it. Um I'm not worried about the crowd. Hell, last year we didn't know what the hell was going on, and I went, and the crowd was great, probably 80,000 people. This year will probably be another 85, 90 because there's more excitement going in this yeah, year. That's last true. year was like Last year was like, who the hell knows? This year we're like, hey, we're going to win nine games, you know, ten games, whatever people are, you know, pumped up about. So uh, I think the crowd will be good. Uh, you know, the only thing I do feel bad about, which I didn't finish saying, is like business owners. So like my neighbor – uh, or my my parents' neighbor owns firehouse. He owns a bunch of firehouse subs here in Knoxville. So like that is something like I've talked to him about over the years. Like he's a big UT fan, great guy, but like it crushes him when it's a Thursday night game or like even nooners. Like I always hate nooners for him because he wants people to be down there, you know, on campus on Cumberland. You know, it hurts his business for that mm-hmm. one of the ones that he owns is on camp on campus so i get that for all the hotels and all the bars. yeah because it's like am i gonna tailgate all day i still have to work right so right. yeah because yeah, last, year, last year when, yeah because last year when ariel and i went to the uh who the hell did we play last year oh man i can't remember what i ate bowling green <laughs> was it bowling uh, green? i think so yeah so when we went to that game, yeah, like I worked that day. Um, hell, I don't. I, hell, I probably worked that day and even ran the neighborhood, got a workout in, showered, and then went down there. I mean, I think she and I basically got there right as the game was about to start. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's a different experience. But for the first game of the year, I like I said, I don't, I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it at all. Um, and I, I mean. I don't necessarily think that like guys are like watching it more because it's on Thursday or anything like that. Like if like coming from my perspective, like what I want to see is three thirty SEC on CBS. And I know we're literally about to leave that contract, but like, that's what I think of. I'm like, what's the good game is three thirty on CBS. Yeah. I agreed, Agreed. But I also remember being in high school and just being like college football, give it all to me. Give it all <laughs> yes. to me. So like, when I would come home after football practice and shower and eat, I'm laying on the couch like, all right. I, you know, I, back then it could have been Bowling Green versus Ball State. And I'm like, let's do it. Check it out. 
So I think it still gets a bunch of eyeballs because people are still going to throw it on the TV for an hour before they, you know, go to bed. Yeah, because you're like, it's been six months since I had football. I need some. I got you. I feel you, Reed. I feel you. Good podcast today. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right. Uh, Appreciate you guys watching and listening. Please, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, hit the notification bell. If you're on the podcast platforms, rate and review. Uh, Give us those five stars. Uh, Follow us. Download all the the platforms. Uh, Please share with your friends and family. Um, Follow us on social media. Uh, at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Kerbison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's all the same for me. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, we have an email, uh, believeintennesseefootball at gmail.com. We have a phone number, 865-322-9232. And, uh, yeah, just always appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.